Greetings, gentle listener. I'm sure you know my beautiful voice, but if you somehow don't, allow me to introduce myself. I am J. Jonah Jameson, two-time Pulitzer-winning former publisher for the Daily Bugle. I come to you today with a simple mission. The people of the city put their faith in a criminal. Spider-Man continues to fool each and every one of you with his good guy act, and I cannot allow it to continue. That is why today I bring you this show, a special J. Jonah Jameson production. Together, we will examine every facet of the so-called superhero to see what makes him tick, and to show everyone once and for all, that he is a menace! And no, the name Into the Spider-Cast is not an endorsement of that wall-crawling arachnid or his reckless behavior. It's just good marketing. Let's roll it! Hello, everyone. Welcome back into the Spider Cast. How thrilling. Episode two of season two. Very professional uh, upgrade to the show. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you caught our last episode. Very special. We had uh, a comics writer, Steve Fox, on to talk stuff. And it was pretty long, pretty chunky little premiere special. You know, it was fun. It was a good talk. And now, now we're here to proceed with the, uh, the uh, modus operandi for the show moving forward. Uh, me and my lovely co-host, Ignacio, we're uh, going to start, we're going to go through all of the various animated series of Spider-Man, starting with one I haven't seen before, but that everyone says is like, oh, whoa, it's the best one. Spectacular <laughs> Spider-Man. That's the one. So we're, we're doing, uh, I kind of tacked it on to the end of the last episode while I was editing. But going forward, we're starting with Spectacular Spider-Man. We're going to cover two episodes of the show per episode of the podcast. Um, and then in between every season, we're gonna, I'm going to try to have a guest on to talk about something else Spider-Man related. I have one or two lined up now, and we'll see what I do. After that, I don't I'm not thinking that far ahead. That's too much work. Um, so yeah, for for this first one, we're covering the. I should have should have written down. I have the name of the episodes. Thank you, my look. I can beautiful co-host who knows everything and comes much more prepared than me. The first two oh, episodes yeah, of up. the show, which are called. Uh, sorry, they're called the Survival of the Fittest, which is the mm-hmm. premiere episode, the season season one, episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Intervention, Season 1, Episode 2. Yes, those are the ones. Uh, we're just going to kind of run through, like, or, you know, we'll kind of figure out the structure of how we do this as we go along. But I'm thinking, hopefully, we just kind of go through the structure or the, the plot, the main plot of the show, and then just discuss things as they come up through that little discussion and such and give our thoughts on the episodes in question and whatever else might 
arise out of that, right? So to begin, my first note on at the top of my, because I would just write and then I'd like write a thought and then space it out and do another thought. My first thought was, yeah, this is a kid's show, which is fine. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. It's like, I'm not, I don't think I'm someone who can like, who, that like that annoys me kids writing for kids shows which is fine you know it's fine i'm gonna have to excuse that for any any spider-man show that we watch because they're all for kids um yeah but it i'd argue spider-man is for kids so yeah i mean as as far as kids shows go though it's not too bad like it's not the worst thing i've ever seen it's not painfully cringy it's it's fine it's it's serviceable um now the show opens up with a little bit what is it up with it like it's him in the suit right he's like doing yeah he's just swinging around climbing walls jumping from building to building yeah doing what he does doing what's what a spider can and whatnot uh so the show kind of starts already a bit after he's gotten his powers after uncle ben has died and uh after that little intro bit before the theme song which slaps by the way it's a really good theme song it's so good dude i've literally been listening to it on spotify nonstop. it rocks it's really good (laughs) it's catchy it cuts right from the theme song into um you like the first thing we're we're met with is peter and may's money problems uh oh, has God. someone over downstairs and she's like yeah we're fucking broke this sucks uh, don't tell peter though like first note was uh well my second note it was uncle ben broke his shit lmao <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically he uh he died and he left them completely fucked and they have no money and yeah that's pretty normal may doesn't want to tell peter or worry him and he doesn't want to worry her so he doesn't tell her that he heard he just kind of like jumps in he's like hi i love you you're so pretty bye like to bay which is so cute i, those are, I really like him of, and may's uh, dynamic in this it's it's not it reminds me of like how i'm with my parents like yeah. it's very it's not like super casual but it's casual but i am reminded that may was like i loved it dude i love ben but to say he was rich no that's why he was good with money <laughs> no. No, that's God, what it was no. yeah yeah which is which is fair um he's broken like, nearly every way yeah and i just i really like that like that's kind of peter's driving force at first um inevitably we're going to compare the spider-man media we see and we talk about on this show to the mcu movies because they're kind of like the zeitgeist of the character now um and arguably like its most popular f- like form in a sense in that like it's what most lay people know of as spider-man now like most plenty of people knew spider-man before because spider-man's like the most popular superhero in the world but he's kind of the mcu's kind of shifted the depiction of peter to be or in or the MCU's depiction of Peter has kind of more so become the standard in lay people's understanding of Spider-Man. Um, so inevitably, we're probably going to compare a lot of what we watch and talk about to that. And I got I gotta say, I miss Peter being broke. Yeah, I miss Peter so being I. a broke bitch and their family having to struggle and deal with that. Um, a kind of a big chunk of of the these first two episodes is oh, Peter yeah, looking for like... ways to make money. He's trying to hustle, but uh, he's yeah. he's bad at it. 
<laughs> yeah, naturally. <laughs> He's no good at it. But he he also can't like like I noticed um he got I don't, I might jump around a bit. Apologies, but it's how podcasts work. There's a bit in one of the episodes, I think it's the second one, when he gets the job at Connor's lab. And he gets there and he's like, so what's this pay? And they go, dude, you're in high school. You're not getting paid for this. And he just kind of, oh, okay. I guess yeah, I'll put up with that. Because um, I think it's after that he goes to the bugle and he's like, hey, because uh, he climbs up like the, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. AC he sneaks stuff. In, yeah. <laughs> and he, he literally runs up to Jameson and he's like, yo, I have the perfect idea for you. What if you took pictures of Spider-Man? As if that's something so original of a thought. Yeah, but I do like that he doesn't say, like, I thought of it. He goes, don't tell me what sells papers. Get out. And then he turns around. He does the classic repeat exactly what he says and act like it's his idea, which is very fitting for, for James. And I really like that. Great. Um, yeah, he's 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 just trying to, to hustle with Spider-Man in these first oh, yeah. episodes. Which uh, in the first episode? Fitting. Uh, he had been he's been Spider-Man for four months. I wrote that down because okay. he did mention Uncle Ben died four months ago. And it's it's kind of the I'd say like the standard for Peter's like early days is he tries to make money with it because he's like, well, I mean, I can't, we're broke. I got to pay the bills, you know, so he, the the house, he, no. he yeah, he tries to use uh, Spider-Man to help as much as he can. Uh, and he ends up not doing that very well. Um, I also wrote down cheesy spider transitions. I love them. Oh, the little spiders running across the screen and stuff. It's very cute. The transitions for the show are very good. And then, like, I <laughs> my next two notes are obvious. Vulture guy has a fucking bird nose. And then, yep, that's Adrian. Yeah, Adrian <laughs> Tombs. Yeah, the first villain we meet, uh, technically in basically in villain form, is the Vulture, um, Adrian Tombs, who I really so. The biggest curse befallen upon the MCU movies is not using Norman Osborn at all. Um, he doesn't because, even exist. Yeah, but they more or less do the Vulture origin from the MCU, but with Osborn. Because Vulture comes with this idea for this wingsuit, pitches it to the Oscorp. They say no thanks, and then they make their own, and he gets mad. Uh, you know his his money like his idea and his income was stolen by a rich guy which motivates him to use his tech to become the vulture and uh, take it back Uh, which is it's see the the what I noticed across both these episodes is my frustration with it being a kids show the main reason it bugs me is because I want more of these stories to play out a bit because all these are 23 minute episodes Um, I'm pretty sure and they're, for the most part, at least these two, or at least the first one was a very quick little self-contained story. The second one was setting up more stuff, but the first episode was a very quick introduce the vulture uh, and then deal with the vulture by the end of the episode. Really, it's just a very compelling setup for a film, for a first film, where Peter becomes Spider-Man and he's trying to make money with it. Um, and he's friends with Harry and he meets with Osborne and he first runs into he runs into his first villain 
in in that little in that little circle with with Norman and with Harry. Um, yeah. And using because I really like the vulture in Homecoming. I thought and, it was a nice adaptation of the character. Yeah. Probably the best kind of one outside works. of anything else. Yeah. yeah. Easy. This one they make him a bit more like oh sorry on Norman's level. Like where he's also like an in, like an inventor and like a scientist kind of guy who makes this himself. Uh, yeah, that's a lot like how he is in the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, he, because they didn't have a tinkerer in this case. Um, no, but the tinkerer does like is important in Spider-Man villains and stuff. I was like, yeah. he was introduced along the same issue as Electro. Yeah, I mean, was like, he was introduced in the comics with Vulture, at the very beginning. Was he? Yeah, Tinkerer made Vulture stuff. I mean, I was like, his I first like introduction as a Tinkerer was in uh, with Electro's introduction, which was Amazing Spider-Man number nine. Which, like, I it trust was really, you. I trust you. It was you really weird because like I remember the Tinkerer being so adamant, like such I a big remember, part of all of it. I remember at a point I read the first comic or so because I was curious. And I remember Tinkerer being there. And that's why I thought when they were adapting him for Homecoming, I thought that's why they put the Tinkerer there. Because like, you know, Vulture and Tinkerer are his first villains, technically. Tinkerer doesn't really act like a villain in that story that I remember. He yeah. just makes Vulture stuff. And when Peter beats Vulture, Tinkerer is like, oh, I guess I'll figure it out now. You know, he doesn't really go after Tinkerer in that comic. But I guess I don't I don't remember. I don't remember that well. But yeah, it was point, weird. Point like, me, Vulture it, feels Vulture a little... Just pops up. Yeah, Vulture feels a little empty without Tinkerer now. Like, I watched the show and I compare it back to uh, the Keaton version, and I feel kind of like I feel like he needs the Tinkerer. Like, he shouldn't do the suit himself. Tinkerer should build it for him or something. Because um, I kind of I like that dynamic. I like Vulture being like a kind of group effort deal. You know, not just a big, not just an angry guy with a big nose. Um, but it's. I mean, it's fine. It was good. Like I said, I wish I wish these episodes had more time to stretch out these little stories because they make compelling film ideas on their own. I think Vulture chasing after Norman and stuff and uh, dealing with that that way. Um, yeah. And then in the second episode, uh, Electro and uh, the Not lizard the eels. being set up. <laughs> At least, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is just as ridiculous. He dropped a fucking wrench on a computer that nearly set off like a nuclear bomb's worth of energy and that turned him into fucking electro dude <laughs> bananas i watched it and i was like dude there is no way the amazing spider-man movies just took this from the cartoon yeah i saw the eels and i was like oh boy no way dude They're i was i was so it. hoping i was like please 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 <laughs> let him fall in <laughs> unfortunately not yeah electro's introduction in the show He's like a mechanic. Max Dillon is a mechanic at, or something at he's uh, Kirk Connors' lab. And he's working on some machinery and a drill that's running falls on like the keyboard. And it sets off like a bomb basically and shocks him. Uh, and he starts emitting bioelectricity and they have to put him in a suit to contain it. And then he gets mad. Um, I will note, because I made this note when Electro called himself Electro, um the setting up of of the villains is uh wait no it's not the where is it naming the villains is like corny as hell like the I way they get their names though. is super corny uh norman called 
uh, Tombs a buzzard and Tombs misremembers. And later he goes, I'll go by what you call me. I'm the vulture now. And he goes, I called you a buzzard, you idiot. What? <laughs> it's very good. And then Peter, when he's fighting Electro the first time, he calls him Electro as an insult. And then later he's like, no, I'll go by what you called me. Electro. Yeah. I, I honestly funny. love how, how they reincorporate it. Like they're just... Ah, whatever. It's like a circus yeah. name. Yeah, it's very cute. And it, it wouldn't feel as corny, again, if it had a little more time. Uh, but it is very kitty, and it is contained in 23 minutes. So it feels a little rushed each time. But also they're dealt with, like Electra's also dealt with by the end of the second episode. So it's like, it doesn't have the most time in the world to run through this. So it's it's very serviceable. It works just fine. I think part of it is how I think part of it is how like uh, cartoons used to be because this is in 2008 is when this premiered. Yeah. And so they were more of like a sort of I call it a monster of the week where they have mm. a they have um, story A, which deals with the main conflict. And then if they have a story B or a C, that's sort of also self-contained. Yeah. I was like, because I think once they get their legs. Uh, the writers start to do sort of season long or a couple episode long stories. Yeah, that, that kind of works. That's kind of how most cartoons were, like you said. Uh, they do a, a bit each episode. And then once the show gets its footing, it does more extended storylines. Um, you like, I mean, you could tell like Connors' thing, uh, Lizard's thing takes more than one episode. Um, it was kind of interesting how the villains seem to be tied together often. Vulture's tied to Osborne and now Lizard is tied to Electro because Connors is injecting himself with the Lizard serum and it's not doing anything. And then Electro zaps it. And now the Lizard serum is glowing and he's like, I'll keep this. Oh, where's that going to go? Spidey fans, what's going to happen to Kurt Connors now that he has electrified Lizard serum? It's a, it's a setup, but it's a cute little tie-in to the events of that episode and how that how that uh, how that comes to be. Um, who's the voice actor for Kingpin? Uh, Kingpin isn't in the show, it. actually. Who is that guy then? Uh, it is Tombstone. He's the oh. which I thought was really neat. Like you have a sort of secondary character. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed um, that's a thing. People are using Tombstone. A lot more now. Tombstone was a really big part of Spider-Man PS4, which was nice. And I'm seeing that approach to using Tombstone more often, which is cool. I think Tombstone is... Arguably, I think Tombstone is a more interesting crime boss villain than Kingpin. Um, I think part of it is because Kingpin is more of a Daredevil character. Yeah, yeah. Kingpin uh, started as a Spider-Man character, so people have that association i think i think that's the main reason people want kingpin for spider-man 4 in mcu because they want daredevil to be in spider-man 4 also so like that would be perfect but personally like i agree that like because marvel if they keep if marvel and disney keep doing spider-man movies they're gonna want to bring another character in to cross over like it's it only make it makes sense if they do daredevil i think like kingpin works fine uh, if they don't, I would love to see Tombstone be that main villain because I think Peter in his early days or in the MCU's case, it's late days, but he's kind of reset. 
his early villains should be like kind of chill tombstone has superpowers more or less so it, it matches peter's power level uh you know it's still a challenge physically that's why they had to in the hawkeye show that's why they had to make vincent d'onofrio like ridiculous because yeah they sized him up like twice his size he had to be (laughs) powered up for the mcu um but i think tombstone works in that sense and i really like seeing tombstone be used more now still who's the voice actor because i know he sounded familiar uh keith david is the voice actor that's the one yeah yeah that's why everybody loves it (laughs) it's really good it's a really good good. casting um i I do say all the casting is so good though it is. Everybody fits. Her. I don't like Harry. It's too whiny, but I kind of like that. Harry next to Peter sounds like a baby. Like Peter's voice is too deep, and then that makes Harry's sound way more like babyish. He sounds like yeah. a little like a little kid. Um, I I also noted that we're introduced to so many villains. Oh like, my god! Immediately, dude. first we see Norman Osborn pre Goblin. Then we see the vulture. Then we no. Then we see no. First we see Sandman. Yeah, dude. I wrote first, down everybody that's introduced. It's first Kirk we Connors, see Sa- yeah. No, Doc first, Ock, first, Tombstone, first we... Green Goblin, and Sandman, and then Venom later. Doctor is Sid- introduced. Yeah, he's at the very beginning. He's the one Vulture is talking to. Oh, I yeah. didn't even catch that. That's funny. So in the first episode, or in the first two episodes, we meet Sandman. Otto Octavius pre-octopus, Norman Osborn pre-goblin, the vulture. Um, oh, I think we see Sandman pre-sand powers, actually, because he's yeah, just, he's he didn't a, use them. Yeah, he's the first. So we see a, Flint. Yeah, we see Flint, Flint Marco in his striped shirt. We see Norman Osborn pre-goblin, Otto Octavius pre-octopus, the vulture, Electro, Kurt Connors just about to be lizard, uh, Tombstone, Hammerhead, like yeah. That's fucking not Hammerhead looks really funny in this art style. <laughs> I really like how he looks. I love the art style. I think one thing I underappreciated though is I love the arm the armpit webs. And I'm so glad they were in here, dude. I love them. I love when he has the, the web wings. They're very good. Um, they don't do I anything, don't, but, <laughs> but I don't, I yeah, they're too their small inclusion. in this. But yeah, it is nice to see. I don't like the art style personally. No. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't, I just don't like it very much. I kind of like the eyes, but the rest of it, I think it just feels like a bit too blocky for me. Like I just kind of don't like the really harsh lines and stuff, but it's not, it's also not bad either, which is good. I'm um, personally a big fan of the, the art style. It, mm-hmm. I think part of it is that it kind of reminds me of what Glenn Yurakami did on Teen Titans. There is no like crossover with any people, but it's just another superhero show that was airing yeah kind of around the same time i i will say it looks very it is very stylized and it is very unique to this show like you can look at it and you know it's spectacular spider-man like yeah, the new when... spider-man show that they canceled this to make um no no they canceled this for ultimate didn't they yeah they canceled this for ultimate okay so not but actually ultimate too this this applies to ultimate and to the 2017 spider-man yeah if you look at like a scene in the high school where it's Peter and his friends, you wouldn't know it's a Spider-Man show. You wouldn't no. know it's anything special. That's you know, because it looks very plain. I I like it. Like it doesn't bother me the plainness, but that's just because that's like in a like I like that look. But oh, you like boring sets? That's crazy. <laughs> listen, listen. 
I I am I'm not as harsh on like those movies and the I, Disney I machine I as I should be. be. I will be. I go hard on them, dude. I hate <laughs> since hate we <laughs> lots of things about them. Since we saw the Batman, me and Meg have been very worked up about all the CGI and No Way Home. Bro, we've been posting pictures in our Discord like nonstop. Yeah. And it's every day we find a new one and it's like it's extremely, extremely upsetting because like I saw one that was the door to the Oh, for the, the symptoms. Yeah, they just and have the door built. It's just the door, dude. And then they have the blue screen for the sides on for like the, the first of- floor. You can do the first floor and it's not that expensive. But and the thing is that they did. There's behind the scenes footage. Yeah. Of them in front of the whole building, they built that whole half of the street for those sh- for the shot where he gets chased by him. Yeah, but then they used the just the door. For the- it, it doesn't make any sense. Or like the today, people have been talking nonstop about the Flash, like mm-hmm. Fla- uh, Flash Thompson, because he did a he wasn't on set for a lot of the reshoots, so. The fucking yeah, oh, in no way just... home, and it's the scene in the scene. The, the scene in no way home. If those, if some of you aren't aware, if you haven't seen these pictures going around, the scene in no way home where Flash yeah, calls Peter while he's at an MIT party. The whole background is fake. Yeah, the whole thing. He's just standing in a blue room. There's not even any extras, dude. It makes me sick. It drives me nuts. It drives me absolutely insane. Of course, that's why kids, ladies, I need to make sure I'm actually speaking into my microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, kids, this is why you unionize. This is why you make sure you're you're unionized. The I don't have confirmation on this, but what I've heard is that a big reason they use so much CGI, even if it's more expensive sometimes, is because CGI and VFX workers are largely not unionized compared to practical effects workers, which are largely unionized, which makes a lot of sense. It's It's also just lazy filmmaking. That too, because then you can just make the movie in post. Because even if it's more expensive, like the Batman costs $100 million and... Spider-Man Away Home costs $200 million and looks infinitely worse. Like, it's rough. It's more expensive, but then you can make the movie in post, which is... A, a whole other can of worms. It's... Yeah. Let's not, let's not get into that. But, um, no, we're talking um, about Spectacular Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. What else is I? Oh, yeah. I, I wrote, LOL, Norman gets kidnapped and Harry just goes, Dad, really quietly. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. His dad get like the vulture swoops in and just grabs Norman and flies away. And Harry's just like, Dad. Oh like, no, bro. Father. <laughs> bro, do something. What you mean? It's very I love funny. that Peter takes off his shoes and then becomes Spider-Man. Like, yeah. throw your shoes in your bag, dude. Why? <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. What, what are other big notes in here? I said, yo, Eddie Brock. Eddie is based. Yo. Wow. Uh, and then you're out talking. I wrote in all caps, no Connors, don't inject yourself with that. And then, damn, he's not getting paid. That sucks. <laughs> right. I wrote this is the end slave of the first labor? Episode. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very accurate. 
Norman loves Peter and hates Harry. Classic, uh, classic relationship there. Very Hammerhead classic. looks funny. Flash is really stupid. Uh, Liz Allen is a fucking bitch, dude. I went hard on Liz Allen in my notes. I said Liz is. Uh, I said I think I said Liz Hispanic or no Liz Latina question mark. Yes, I think I think she's supposed to be. That's it's what I got to. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> oh mamacita there it is <laughs> yeah she's a huge bitch though i hate her i love um, it i'm gonna be i love that be mean to peter yeah but <laughs> make I his life hell she sucks <laughs> i hate her so much oh i also wrote in all caps spider-man 2 reference when he lands on the train he does the he does a little put the like that's that's very obviously oh sorry pose. i I I kind of didn't even notice because it's been oh it's been a bit fair. It's um it's in the theme song montage and it's in the second episode when Peter lands on the train he does like the the Toby yeah. pose from the train which is cute. I wrote May is old. May May is old for <laughs> first episode. May is old. I like that. I like that she's a little older. She's like in her fifties, but not like. I here are my notes for Liz Allen in order. These are like one after the other. Oh, hey, Liz Allen. Ooh, Peter's going to tutor her. Wow, what a bitch. Oh, and she, oh, and she a spick? <laughs> oh, boy. With a, with a like raised eyebrow emoji. That was, that was my note. Oh, amazing. Um, and then, bro, this show got no time for anything. Bro, this Liz Allen chick is a fucking bitch. And then I put, wow, Peter, thug alert. That's kind of problematic of you. Oh, yeah, I was going to write something down about that, but he, <laughs> I, yeah, I got distracted sees, by the electro stuff. <laughs> he sees Electro walk past in his outfit and he goes, thug alert. And I'm like, bro, chill. You got you to gotta profile people like that? Yeah, I was like, uh, my, first, my first note for the show was, Peter is a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> I was is. like, come like why like, why are you so mean and you're like racist maybe <laughs> oh you don't want to tutor school. liz allen hmm? he's in high school i think that fits because i like the a lot of the high school stuff with peter now is kind of like based on ultimate and in ultimate he's a dickhead he's a little dickhead yeah, um, through, through the entire comic yeah. book line i love it it's i great. hate it at times because it's so well written yeah it's just, it's nice. It's very real. And, you know, it fits him. I think it reminds us that Peter is not perfect, which is very important. Yeah, he's a teenager. Character. And, you know. Do you like the look for Electro? I actually do. Yeah. I like, I'm not with the, I kind of like with the helmet, but in general, I think it's okay. I like it better with the helmet. I don't like the coloration on the electricity. And I, no? Not really, no. And I kind of don't you want like it blue. Just no. <laughs> I just I don't like. I also don't really like him being like pure energy already. Like he's just. Oh, you're a hater. That should be his end goal. That should he oh, should start. I, I did. I did reread um, uh, AMS nine number nine because that's Electro's introduction. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wrote down tech not biotics because that's the first thing you see is him putting on like there's tech going up his like he's wearing stuff underneath his costume but it's he doesn't actually have powers no oh i mean maybe later but i don't remember most of the more recent stuff 
Okay, fair. But I thought it was very weird or like, I don't know, not weird exactly, but that every time they've done Electro in a different universe, he always has powers. Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool. I was I like, think that's like, what it is in Ultimate. I mean, I think that I think I just think it makes more sense because like his his zippy zap ability that feels like it should be a superpower. Oh, I also I it really just zaps like, people's wrist at first. Yeah. I loved it. I really <laughs> like um I really like the way it's set up in mm, sorry in Spider-Man PS4. I really like that Peter says when you pick up the backpack with the piece of the electrically insulated suit. And Peter goes, oh, yeah, that, he was the first superpowered villain I ever fought. Like, they really kicked my ass, which is kind of like, I like that. That Peter goes dealing with these different villains in these different ways. And suddenly he's hit with someone with, he's hit by someone with actual powers. And that makes it way more dangerous. Yeah. Because up until now, he's just been beaten on guys because he's, you know, way stronger than them. But <laughs> facing someone with actual powers is completely different. It's a lot like Batman. Yeah. It was yeah. in his second year. Well, for Peter, it's like, not his yeah. first villain, but his first, you know, it takes a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Meeting someone with superpowers is like a big deal. And I, I like that a lot. Um, Gwen jealous? <laughs> definitely jealous. Gwen is like... mad jealous. Yeah. The, the supporting cast for the show to start with is Harry and Gwen. Or they're Peter's friends to start with. Um, that was really cool. His journey. Yeah. That's, I like that. that's normally how it is. Yeah. I like that setup. I don't um, remember why I wrote this, but I wrote ACAB. <laughs> I'm trying to think what what involving a police officer or something. I don't remember. I think the part where the cops show up to pick up Max, and he like blows oh, up yeah, the cop I, car. Maybe yeah, something with the coffee shop. <laughs> I wrote, "Damn, now she getting flirty." Okay, ooh, Liz <laughs> Allen likes him now. Okay, bitch. <laughs> when you're ready to learn, get her ass, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. That was really good. I like that Peter's like snarky. It's really fitting. I like it a it's lot. It's great, honestly. Oh, I wrote, is that a tag on the back of Peter's shirt? <laughs> that I know, don't know why I noticed, but there was a little white square on the back of his shirt. I, I like, think oh, you, ain't, t- you ain't take the tag off. <laughs> That's what it was in in 2008. Don't you remember? <laughs> Peter sounds so much older than Harry. It makes Harry sound like a baby. Wow, she a bitch for real. Yeah, I hope you feel bad, bitch. That was when Liz fucking went back with Flash instead of defending Peter. That got me really mad. I really hate Liz Allen in this show, like a lot. I think she gets better, if I remember right. Probably. I mean, it makes sense. She'll probably most of the characters evolve. Yeah, like you know, in in a in a well written show, characters evolve. It is well written. Crazy. Overall, I. I did like it a lot. It was written very well. And again, so far, it's a, we're only two episodes in, but my main hang-up is very much that the episodes feel too short because they're all little compelling stories and I want more of them, but they don't get there, you know. Um, I'm, I'm trying to cover what, what other important beats happen because, yeah, Peter goes... There's a lot of this, like production stuff that I found out, which I thought yeah. was very interesting mm-hmm. and explains. So... I think part of what your hangup or like an explanation for your hangups is that uh, like from the top, Sony decided that two every two to three episodes 
would be able to be sold off as like a DVD volume, which means they kind of have to be kind of self-contained. Every two to three episodes? Yes. Bro, how many DVDs you trying to sell? Dude, what the fuck? Yeah, it's crazy, right? I couldn't but... imagine buying a DVD for three episodes of a show. No. That, that's, I, ridic- that's, that's ridiculous. That, that was, that's normal. That was normal. Thankfully, the airing order was the production order, which means we see the story. We see the story evolve how it was intended. Because that's not always true, and I hate it. What do you mean? So take Batman the Animated Series, or Batman Beyond, or Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, mm-hmm. and even the 90s uh, Marvel shows. Those were all aired out of production order, which means that the story they originally developed for a season are not always aired in that way. So it messes things up story-wise. So sometimes you might have a character introduced early in the airing season that isn't meant to show up until later. And it, the oh. show is unique in that sense that it, it aired in the production order it was intended. Oh, well, that's good for the show. <laughs> it's a great for the show, actually. I was like, hey, there's man. tons of shows that get ruined because of it. Famously, oh. Tremors, my favorite. <laughs> what is, I've heard of the name Tremors. I you've, don't know what You've Tremors never is. watched Tremors? I don't watch a lot of stuff. Oh my god, you need to watch it's a movie series, but only watch till the first four. Tremors is about uh giant worms. <laughs> that I know. Yeah, they kill people. But each movie they change like what their main like evolution is. It's great, perfect B high budget B horror movie. It's great. <sighs> I thought you said it was a show. Yeah, there is a show. Uh, but it, it's like 13 episodes long, same same length as Spectacular Spider-Man here. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, they aired like episode 11, 12, and 13. Then they did one, two, I think they did six, five, four, three. So like they have the entire show backwards. So at the you'll have the end of the season airing at the beginning. How does that happen? The... Uh, I don't know. It, there's tons of reasons. Sci-fi did it because those were the action-heavy pieces, and so uh-huh. they want to get people hooked. That's fucking ridiculous. How the fuck <laughs> are you going to air the end of a show first? Okay, it makes sense, I guess. Yeah, Studio meddling at its finest. Yep. Um, and other, the production team had five Cs for when they were developing the show. Mm-hmm. They had contemporary so when they had to adapt a character, they wanted to make it contemporary, you know, something that makes sense now, you know, so Vulture has a flight suit, cohesive, they want to make sure everything makes sense in universe. Uh, coherent, something that logic, the logic is internal, eternally safe. Uh, classic, so they want to keep the core elements of the character. So Spidey's in his red and blue, you know, Vulture yeah. isn't. You know, super powered or whatever. Vulture's he's not. an old guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's old. He's he looks like a bird. Yeah. And then uh the last one is iconic, but they want that was for uh like they want to hit all the major characters. So that's why they that's why a lot of people are front loaded at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Very noticeable, yeah. Literally yeah. how many villains? They they there? have all of the sinister six here, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like literally six or seven people. (laughs) We already went through, but I want to go through it again. Thinking, okay, Osborne, Octavius, Vulture, 
Electro, Lizard, Sandman. And then later on, Venom. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Eddie Brock's already there, and the fucking Venom symbiote is in the in the opening theme song. Montage. Yeah, I was like, oh, they're so, just giving away the, the seasons. Yeah, That's... bro, they show Peter in the black suit in the oh, montage. Like, they show him in it. It's fucking <laughs> ridiculous. All in all, I think, like, actually, like, genuinely, uh, again, because I said we'll, we'll likely compare this a lot to the to the movies in general, and I feel like I'm going to be wishlisting the MCU movies a lot watching the show how it works and the other shows um this like maybe chill with the villains but this feels like a good setup for a new set of movies right peter goes to college he makes new friends uh they don't have to be harry and gwen i, I doubt hope they, that they will be but they yeah i hope they are but i doubt <laughs> they will be um but assuming that they are uh you know peter makes friends he meets harry and gwen and he meets Eddie Brock, which I think makes sense because they're already setting up the symbiote arc for those movies. Um, and in that time, uh, he runs into one or two lower level villains. Already did Vulture, don't have Osborne. So we'll probably do. Um, There's a Shocker. They do have the Shocker still and the Tinker. Oh, yeah. And I forgot Mysterio they did the Shocker. He's not dead. Or and or the group that runs Mysterio are still there. Mysterio was planned to come back in No Way Home, but they scrapped yeah. it. So they Mysterio also scrapped American Chavez in there and everything. Yeah. So yeah, um, they they got options. I think where they should go is he Chameleon. should meet. I think Scorpion makes more sense. Scorpion's I, still there. I say I say do both. I say do the chameleon as a jokey character if you want, because no one cares about him. Fair. And then you do Scorpion, you know, in the same movie. Actually, you know what? You know what? You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do this here. I'm gonna show up, uh, Troyo Boyo Seventeen. <laughs> I love him a lot. He follows the show. I don't think he listens to the show, but he follows it, which is nice. Support him. Um, I fucking really love his pre-write for the Spider for Spider-Man Four, but I don't, I don't want to do Craven. I don't want to do Craven. Here's, no. what, here's what we should do. Uh, this is still about Spectacular Spider-Man, technically. You, you bring Peter in. He goes to ESU. He makes his friends. Uh, probably Gwen. Ideally, Harry. And then eventually, like, he should have four supporting cast members by the end of the movie. Or three technically during. And he should have four by the time we get to, like, a Spider-Man 5. You should have yeah. Gwen, Harry, Eddie, and Miles. All of them. Because, dude, it works. It's been... F- Miles didn't have to get blipped. Miles can be aged up. Yeah, I get that. But for me, I just kind of don't want them to touch Miles. Don't do <laughs> I get, that. I get it how it works. but like, Don't be stupid. You know they're gonna, so you need to face it. Okay. I know, but... I hold them so, I want so dearly so, in my heart. Go fuck yourself. I don't care. <laughs> I want it. I want to see what they do with it. Um, They're gonna so what, I think, what I think you should do. They already did it with Kamala. Here's my setup. Peter goes to ESU. He meets Harry and he meets Gwen. Uh, and he goes about his Spider-Manning. He's doing his little Spider-Man thing. Yeah, doing the doing the hand thing. Yeah, he's doing whipping the all thing, around. Doing the wall crawling thing, you know. And <laughs> um, 
I I want the villain for this movie to be more low level, to not be super powered, or to not be like super overpowered, not be super strong, and to be something street level that Peter has to deal with. Like I said, I want either Kingpin or Tombstone. I want like a mob boss that Peter deals with. Peter fucking deals with the man Freddy crime family off screen in Far From Home. That yeah. pissed me off. I want street level super heroics for, for Spider-Man. Okay. In his college stuff, he's working through college. And then at night, he's following the trail to Tombstone or Kingpin's gang. I'm thinking Tombstone because if they want Peter to defeat the villain by the end, they probably don't want to get rid of Kingpin for the Daredevil reboot they're doing and shit like yeah. that. And for Echo and stuff. Oh, yeah. So let's say Tombstone. Peter's I think Tombstone's down. a better fit anyways. Yeah. Peter's tracking down Tombstone. He's finding the gang. Maybe they're maybe they're pushing drops from the Batman. Maybe they're <laughs> the, you know, they're doing oh, something. They're, they're a bunch of drop or, heads. Or the, or the grave <laughs> dust, like in Spider-Man PS4, you know. Uh, Peter Peter fights some robbers and they're all souped up and he's like, what the fuck is this? And uh, see, here we showcase Peter's smarts. Peter finds the grave dust on them. He takes it back to ESU, to the lab, and he analyzes it and he's like, oh, this is weird. And he, Oh my God, uh, I recognize this molecule. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows that something serious is up and he starts tracing that. Back in college life, he's friends with Gwen now. He meets a kid. or he, for, Let's say, I'm actually, I would say, this is something I want to see happen, but I don't know if there would be space for it in this movie. Peter meets Gwen first, and then eventually meets Harry. He's just Harry. He meets him as just Harry. Hey, cool, you know, my name's Harry. Oh, my name's Peter, blah, blah, blah. Eventually, he learns that he's Harry Osborne. And Peter's like, because that's that's the the unique thing that the movies can do now is peter knows that fucking norman osborne is like destined to turn into a supervillain that Otto octavius is destined to turn into a supervillain and that max dylan is so he's like you're who your dad is what oh no Um, again i don't i don't think there would be space for it but I would really like to see that be a thread. And I, I very much imagine Peter accidentally creating the goblin by over overreaching, trying to prevent the goblin from happening. I um, think it would be a nice sort of inversion of yeah. the relationship from Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. Which where, I think works perfectly well. Where goblin creates Peter, exactly. Yeah. Or creates Spider-Man, the, the opposite. But again, I don't think that fits. But backtracking, uh, he's, tra- he's tracking Tombstone, he meets Gwen. He meets Harry. Maybe he doesn't even call himself Osborne the whole movie. So we save that for the second movie. Oh no, but, twist. Yeah, they, that's that's the end credit scene. My name is Harry Osborne. <laughs> and I'm already the black. No, I'm it's Ned. He's back and he's the hobgoblin now. Ooh, he's oh. throwing bobs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um no. He uh and in in this, his his Spider-Manning and his he he starts obsessively trying to track down Tombstone. Because the I didn't sneeze yet. It's okay. Thank you though. Um, the, sp- the grave dust spreading around is really starting to freak him out, and he's really trying to. He's really overdoing the the search for tombstone. And in that, 
he um you know we get the traditional peter's relationships fucking falling apart uh but also i think uh because like really i i just uh, i just want to see a lot i want to see a lot of stuff i want him to do tombstone and then i and then he gets the black suit by the end uh and then that's then he meets connor's that way who becomes a deadly third of course actually you know what the issue man the issue with i can't do this live because then i <laughs> then i realize my issues as i think of them i'm like oh wait now i gotta change this i gotta open my notes app but i gotta change that okay so never mind if i keep going i'm gonna do this for like three hours it's okay but <laughs> i wanna um so you've have you you've watched all of spectacular already right i have it was a long time ago so it's okay you know some of it is coming back to me but some of it is like oh i totally forgot about that does it hold up honestly yeah i think it does it's very good honestly i you know this is the spider-man i grew up with the spider-man cartoon which means you know i like it more than the 90s one (laughs) i like it more than the 80s or 60s I grew up with the 90s one and then when I was old enough to pay attention and like I came back it was already ultimate. I literally completely missed spectacular. Yeah, I had so, only aired for like 2 years so Yeah. I I went from the 90s to ultimate and I liked ultimate a lot and now I turn it on and it makes me want to throw up. It's, it's rough. Drake Bell being it. incredibly annoying. It's terrible. I hate it. I hate it so much. Um <laughs> This is off to the right foot being better than Ultimate Spider-Man. So that's that's good. I, I personally, as someone who's never seen it, I am very interested and I'm very excited to watch the rest of them. Um, I will I will say I will give a hearty recommendation. If if this if this is indicative of quality of the rest of the show, everyone should watch this show. It is a kid's show, so you know, go in tolerant of it being a kids show but with that in mind i think it's a very it's a very well done kids show and it's a kids show that can very much be enjoyed by adult fans of the character i mean if you're already lame enough to be listening to a spider-man podcast i think you should <laughs> you'll you love it seen yeah and you haven't seen spectacular spider-man somehow you'll very much like spectacular spider-man it's very much worth a watch i think it's probably the best like modern like if you were going to have to write Spider-Man again, mm-hmm. this is probably what you would end up doing, you know, which kind of sucks because everything that comes after is either directly influenced from the show or have to actively decide not to do these things. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it is, that is a bit. And so it kind of ruins everything else. <laughs> yeah. That is an unfortunate side effect of making something so good is you, you either just get ripoffs <laughs> or you, force them to do something different which makes it worse because your thing was the best thing but you know we can still keep watching it there's three seasons of it so we got plenty to go through and then be sad when we realize that it was left hanging and will never be finished yep it's it's, in limbo i retweeted a post from friend of the show grim the other day that that was very true it was a post saying asking who uh spider-man's arch nemesis is oh, goblin yeah. venom or octopus 
and he retweeted it with uh, his arch nemesis's intellectual property laws in the film industry, which is very, very true. Spider-Man has suffered greatly at the hands of intellectual property laws. But, you know, uh, yeah. things like that kind of, that's where you get gems from. We got uh, Spectacular Spider-Man for three seasons, and we thankfully are now getting three, we're now getting a trilogy of Spider-Verse movies which is very cool. That's not something that would have happened at Disney, frankly. Like, I hate uh-huh. how bad Sony fumbled Amazing Spider-Man, um, but, like, you gotta hand it to him, dude. Spectacular Spider-Man is better than any of the Disney Spider-Man shows. Into the Spider-Verse is better than any of the Disney Spider-Man movies. Like, there's no contest, dude. They know they're at least more willing to hire creatives with an actual vision and with actual love for the character than Disney ever will be. Yeah. Really, really sucks. It's funny because like as I it's the um the duo who did Into the Spider-Verse got kicked off a Disney project twice. And it's like, guys, these people clearly know how to make things very, very well. And you kicked them off twice. project twice. What's, weren't they making a Marvel movie? Yeah, and then they got kicked off. I don't remember what project it was. Yeah, I don't remember either. I think but, it was... I don't remember. But I remember most famously they were on yeah. Solo. And then they got kicked off and then Ron Howard was brought in. But they scrapped everything they did. Hold on, I'm going to look it up. I think it is also a testament to the differences someone who's passionate about project is because you know i hate to say this but uh the director for the mcu spider-man trilogy he had he just doesn't he doesn't care which is the problem like he doesn't care about filmmaking to to a certain extent yeah you know because he just seems like a like a marvel jobber which is why none of the movies look good yeah tom watts i'm calling you out by name yes john watts is a very nothing. Oh, I got his name wrong. <laughs> He's a very nothing director. Uh, yeah. His Spider-Man movies have absolutely no vision. He's a very nothing director, and his films very much have no flavor or style to them. The only remotely stylistic flourishes the John Watts Spider-Man movies have had are when they are imitating the Raimi movies and doing fake CGI dolly zooms for the Spider-Sense and stuff. It was funny is that like they're not even like they're not even fake dolly zooms because there's no zooming. Yeah, true. There, there's a bit it's of just zooming. A, not really. It zooms in on the things a little bit. It does. Sure, we'll agree to disagree. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you're right. It, he has no style, and when he does have style, it's because he's aping off a better filmmaker. Yeah. And I I agree. I fear for the Fantastic Four fans. Because he's directing Fantastic Four. Yeah. Uh, it's a, you know, it seems like all the projects, all the characters that I love or have gotten to love are just, you are know. destined um, for failure. You're <laughs> yeah, destined you to know? be upset. That's okay. Yeah, I'm, They're turning me into a hater. <laughs> we can't win them all. I mean, I'm telling you, dude. No. I'm going to watch Multiverse of Madness just because I'm curious. But I'm done after that, dude. Until Spider-Man comes back, I'm not watching anything. At Damn. best, I might watch the Disney Plus shows if I'm interested. Like, I'm interested Ooh. in Moon Knight. I never watched Falcon and Winter Soldier. 
Um, I'm I'm interested. It is. I'm interested in Moon Knight, <laughs> um, and I'm interested in whatever they do with Echo and with Daredevil whenever he comes back. I don't give a fuck about the rest. Damn. I don't care about no Fantastic Four. They're gay anyway. I no, don't... you should you well, you don't read comics. No, so I don't. The comics are for nerds and virgins. Um I well, I'm one of those things, go. so <laughs> which one? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um what the fuck else is coming out? Uh Thor 4. I might watch Thor 4. That one looks kind of interesting. Like Tank is good. I'm ready for the ugly suits. That's true. They're very, very well, overproduced suits. Very busy suits. Every suit is. That's also another. Ah, I I have nearly in less than a year turned completely against Marvel Studios. You know what's you know what's nice about this suit that I got right here? No fucking. It doesn't exist. No, it does. This is his suit from the end of the movie, actually. Yeah, but it, it's not a real suit. Is what I'm saying. Like you can't wear it. Like he hasn't worn it. Like you're right. You're right. Tom, Tom Holland right, right. hasn't worn it. But my point was in the design, there's no panel lines in the blue. I'm not gonna get out because yeah. I look fat as fuck, but there's no <laughs> there's no panel lines in the blue on the legs. It's just a small little very subtle pattern in the blue to yeah. not make it a solid blue color. There's no unnecessary panel lines, there's no unnecessary black lining the red, there's none of that overdone overproduced busyness in the suit i hate it it's funny i loved the homecoming suit when it came out and now i fucking hate it <laughs> like i hate it so much it's just overdone this is such a simple and good suit i don't get why you gotta why you gotta do that see you see folks when you come to this show to hear about a lovely beloved oh, animated okay. spider-man show you're also going to get a nice heaping helping of anti-Disney uh, uh, propaganda. You should also, you subscribe to the show. You should subscribe to my anti-Disney zine that I'm going to be dispersing along, <laughs> alongside uh, uh, worker, worker. Um, I can't think of the word. I'm fumbling. Oh. No, like. I have no idea. Whatever. Alongside my political education leaflets, I'm gonna hand out why Disney is bad for Spider-Man leaflets. Oh, your agit prop? Yeah, there you go. My agit prop. My anti-Disney agit prop. Anti-Disney action. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Posted it on my wall. There you go. <laughs> um <laughs> now I don't know how to end a podcast, everyone. So until I figure it out. Every episode is going to end with me telling you I don't know how to end it and then just hard cutting because I'm just going to press the stop recording button in the middle of my sentence. This episode also doesn't have the music. So I lied last week when I tacked on the bit saying the music was already being made Well, because it technically was. I asked a friend and I thought he was making it, but then he then he came back to me and he, he said he had just listened to what I told him to base it on. He's like, I can't do that. And I'm like, oh. Okay, and then I forgot to hire the musician until yesterday, and I didn't. I couldn't bring myself to pay the extra fifteen bucks for one day, like I like finishing this, yes. it. So it'll be done for the next one. 
So instead, you get the '90s animated show theme again. So I hope you. I thought you would have. I thought you would have switched it out for the uh, spectacular Spider-Man instrumental or something. That's smart. I might do that. That's more editing work because I could just copy and paste <laughs> what I did for the first one with the '90s one. But I might do yeah. that. I might do that. I might. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what I do when I start editing because editing is the worst part of this whole thing. But that's okay. Uh, for now, it's just gonna it's gonna be a thing. I'm just gonna talk, and they'll be like, "I don't know how to end it," and then I'm gonna click the stop recording button, and that's all. I'm looking for the stop recording button. I can't find it. I was gonna do it right now, and I can't. I can't. Oh, it's okay. Find it. Where is? The... I'll get the last word. Oh, in. they moved it. They moved it up to the top. That's why. Okay, now I'm pressing the stop recording button. Absolutely. You're not gonna idiot. have the last. You're not gonna have the last word. No, yeah, I will. I not. will. In fact, have the last word. I'm not gonna press it yes, until you stop talking. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not gonna press it until you. Hi, uh, it's. Ruby in the edit. This is several weeks later, March 26th, 2022. Um, so if you've listened to this episode prior to March 26th, 2022, you will have heard a different outro bit. If you're listening to this after that date, you're listening to the new outro bit. Uh, I'm just tacking this on because now the old outro bit is completely irrelevant. I've learned recently that I can just replace the audio file on my RSS feed and it will update the episode on all platforms rather than completely deleting it and making a new episode. So I am simply adding the now finished theme music. In the original recording, I made a brief little snippet here at the end, half asleep, to mention that I didn't do the spectacular Spider-Man theme song like Ignacio suggested and that the music I had custom ordered for the show was still not done. But it is done now, so I'm <clears throat> sorry, adding it on to the first episode and the second episode of Season 2, which originally did not have it. So, again, if you're listening to this after March 26th, 2022, you will have heard the custom-made intro music and now outro music. They're just two versions of the same little bit, um, and hopefully you can enjoy those. So, I just wanted to have this on there to mention that if it, I don't remember exactly because now this was a week ago when we recorded this, but if I do mention the intro music being missing, that's not true. <laughs> the intro music and outro music on this episode and the first episode have been updated to have the actual custom music that will be going forward, the the music for the show. So I just wanted to throw it out, throw that out there after adding on the actual theme music, so... There you go. That's all. Thank you for listening. Uh-huh.